Welcome to the TwoCast, where we talk about movies, video games, music, and so on. Today, I'm joined with my great friend, Ian Carpenter, and uh, he's, a, he's a musician, uh, a great guy. He's studying civil engineering at Cal Poly right now. Um, he's done some soundtracks for me in the past. Uh, if you watch the vlog when I did it, he was on it for one day because we were shooting uh, his music video for, what was the song again? Love. Love. Uh, which was a fun experience. So, uh, Ian, why don't you give us a few sentences about yourself, and we'll get to it. Well, you just gave my life story. Ba- I mean, I'm yeah, I'm uh, really into me. Me and Lucas have grown up together, really, yeah. um, since we were kids, and it's been fun that now that he's into film and I'm doing music, that that can kind of coincide uh, in a lot of different ways. So we've uh, been doing stuff together as much as possible which has been fun yeah um so yeah we decided today um in the uh, in the spirit of uh the grammys coming out a week ago with the best albums and everything and best music that we were going to give our favorite albums from 2016 um so i'll i'll let you start since you're the guest okay uh and we can go from there Okay, so favorite albums of 2016. So this is just, I will preface this by saying, I actually, I got Spotify Premium this year. Oh, nice. So I actually went back and listened to a lot of music that wasn't from 2016. So I realized in in composing my list, a lot of the music I listened to this year was not actually from 2016. Yeah. But these are like, this is is a good list. So number 10 for me uh, is recently three-time Grammy winner. Chance the Rapper with his mixtape slash rap album Coloring Book. That's my number ten. Yeah, it's a good album. Um, do you, should I talk yeah. about it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, so okay, so it's number ten. It, it has some good. Um, has some good. It's basically I just really appreciated that it was it was different from almost every album I had listened to before. Like you could tell it was rap, but it wasn't like gangster rap. It wasn't like in your face. Um, he actually mentions a lot of. I mean, there's one track in there where there's a choir for like two minutes and 30 seconds. It's just a choir singing, how great is our God? And yeah. he's just, they're singing, how great is our God? Yeah. So ha- he has some cool, like, um, kind of spiritual moments in there, and the lyrics are pretty good. And um, just sonically, like, with the with the sounds he makes on his on the album, yeah. it's just things I had never heard before, and it was vibing. It was good. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've listened to it a little bit. I haven't listened to it uh, a ton, but... Um, I definitely think that it's a pretty solid installment in, into the, the hip-hop genre. Uh, and I'm glad it, it won all the awards that it did because it was pretty solid pretty solid music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now to my uh, number 10, which is the only major pop album on here, uh, which is Bruno Mars' 24 Karat Magic. Mm. Um, I love this album particularly because it was um a mix of uh just like 80s influence song with like rap and pop music uh and then it was just like a solid pop album uh we don't like there's a lot of there's a lot of music that's coming out that's popular right now that i don't particularly like because it's not it's not super well thought out and uh in my opinion um but like this album was just it was fun it felt like a party and it was just it was just a good time so that's why i put it at my number 10 nice yeah no that's some good tunes on it yeah i agree yeah yeah so let's sweet all right so number nine so we'll just go down so number nine for me is uh 
this bounced around a little bit, but I think this is, nine is a good spot for this. Uh, Sean Mendez illuminate. Mm. So Sean Mendez, I mean, he's, uh, I think from the last album, it was definitely more of like a. I just saw I saw an evolution in the songs. Um, from the last the last album, it was definitely like teen pop, mm-hmm. and a lot of the songs on his on this illuminated are a little more mature, a little right. more acoustic sounding, or just a little more thoughtful in like arrangement, and not so much just. Um, I mean, even this two top forty singles, yeah. "Treat You Better" and "Mercy," yeah. are just a little like a little more. They sound similar to like Stitches, kind of. Yeah. But I mean, they're at least a little more. I mean, "Treat You Better" is about like. Um, abuse in relationships yeah and so the video is all about that so i just appreciated that side of him because he could have easily you know done something a little more a little more poppy but and he's and he's i've seen him live he's pretty talented live so there's multiple tracks on this album that i would listen to again including the top 40 hits so um well that's good it's a good little album yeah yeah i haven't listened to it too much other than the the two songs that were popular um but yes i i agree with you it has a slightly slightly darker feel to it mm-hmm. um, more mature yeah yeah so i'm gonna go let's see nine? here uh my number nine is actually a it's it's four different albums not because um pretty sure that's cheating it's it's cheating a little bit um <laughs> uh but it's david cutter um and he's a he's just this kind of like electronic like producer dude uh and he's he just has like he sells his music on Patreon and Bandcamp uh, for use of film and stuff. And it's just kind of like this nice, like chill vibes, uh, progressive kind of music. Um, Casey Neistat uses him in a lot of his videos. So uh, that's kind of how I got introduced to him, but he's just kind of relaxing and he released like four albums this year. Um, And I thought they were all pretty good. They all have pretty good tracks, but they're not like made to be, uh, an album, so I just included them all together because they're all pretty good. So yeah, sweet David, right. Cutter. Um, David Cutter. But yeah, yeah, so. I like the music that uh, Nice Dad uses for some yeah. of those yeah. that I've seen, anyways. All right, so my number eight is um, this bounced around a little too, but uh, Kanye West, The Life of Pablo. Yeah. So I mean, say what you want about him personally, but yeah. this is, I mean, musically that. Um, this album had sounds and beats and just things that I had never heard before. Yeah. So I just appreciated it for that. There's also just three, I would say there's only, there's really three main tracks, Mm -hmm. but those three that I would listen to over and over and those, but those three tracks are enough to put it at number eight on this list. So basically those tracks are ultra light beam. Okay. Waves and famous. Nice. I yeah, I've definitely heard famous. I yeah, I, I think I I think I would like the album more if I spent some more time listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um I just I've only heard what people have played for me before. Right. So I don't have like um a ton of an opinion on this album. So but yeah, that that's kinda where I stand with it. But I'm sure I'm sure there's probably some good tracks on there. I just haven't taken the time to really listen to it yet. Yeah. No, it I'm I, I would say like Ultralight Beam is just like wow this is dope like i've never heard a song like that and then waves is just like the same thing and it's actually funny chance the rapper wrote or helped co-wrote basically waves and famous oh nice well um and that 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 explains the and there's definitely some raunchy some kind of like whoa lyrical moments but just music wise like the beat in famous in the beginning is just pretty crazy yeah so i think musically 
how it sounds is kind of where I'm focused at. More yeah, well, design. a lot of the old Kanye stuff that I like, I, I usually like it particularly for the production behind yeah. the music and stuff. It's always cutting edge. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number eight. That's cool. Damn. All right. So my number eight is uh, C-Fret, uh, Tell Me It's Real. This band I kind of discovered... Um, through apple music i just that's just kind of how i listen to my music and there i was looking through some suggested artists from another artist i was listening to and i found these guys and i was like what are these guys actually um that and i saw a thumbnail for one of their music videos on youtube and it had the actress for Arya stark and game of thrones on it and i was like huh that's interesting so i pulled it up and watched the music video and i really ended up liking them and i was like wow these guys are like a really nice like acoustic sound Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the type of music you'd want to like listen to on like a road trip or something. Mm. But um, I really like Seafret. They were kind of a surprise for me this year, but I really enjoyed them. Sweet. So yeah, yeah, I haven't heard of them. I, I haven't heard of most. Of the, I mean, most of the artists that you have on your list, which is probably good. It, yeah, it gives some variety. Yeah. Okay. Number seven on my list is a so uh, John Bellion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an album. It's I, I think it's his second like full length album. But yeah. It's really the first one, I think, that kind of is getting him in mainstream. It's called The Human Condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and kind of same thing with this, along the lines of Chance and Kanye. The production of this album is just so cool. Yeah. And the song, there are definitely a, a good, hit, like, half the, I, I think half the album are definitely songs that I would listen to again. Like, oh, this is catchy. Like, I could, um, the one song that's been getting a lot of attention is All Time Low. Mm. Um uh, and it's it's it at one point was like number 16 on Billboard charts this year. Um, yeah. And actually, Brennan discovered I discovered him because Brennan found him. Brennan on, is Ian's brother. My brother. Yeah. yeah. Brennan. And he found him on Spotify. and was like, yo, bro, this is dope. Check this out. And it was kind of the the song. I remember it was right before the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament that summer. Oh, yeah. And then but then like six months later, he gets popular and and that song gets popular. So mm-hmm. Brennan's like, yo, I'm a. I know what's you know popular, and he was fall full of himself because he <laughs> discovered this artist before he got famous. But uh, he's also written. Um, he wrote "Monster" yeah. with Rihanna and Eminem. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so, a great song. Yeah, so he's written a lot of like hip hop pop songs yeah. for other people. Okay, I think he wrote another one for Rihanna or Beyonce or something. Yeah. Um, maybe even "Drunken Love." Or something? Nah, maybe not. Anyways, so he, that there's a couple great songs. Yeah. Production's amazing. He's super talented. John Bellion, number seven. Yeah, I, I, he's next on my list to, of artists that people recommended to me to check out. So You'd like him. You'd I'm, like him. I'm interested and intrigued. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. My next one. Oh, okay. So this one was a friend recommendation. Uh, to me was Jack Garrett's phase. I think I've heard of this guy. Um, Jack Garrett. Uh, I don't think he has any super popular tunes, but he he's he's this weird like upbeat uh guy who's like a weird mix of like piano and some electronics and bass Hmm. um i love to listen to him when i wake up in the morning because it's just it's like a perfect like little progressive kind of mood Hmm. um and it's like kind of emotional and it moves around and it just feels good it's kind of wavy i Hmm. i really like this album for that reason um and it was my friends like, yeah, you need to check him out. I saw him in concert and I was like, all right, I'll check him out. And then I listened to him like, whoa, this guy's amazing. Like he was, he's awesome. That's sweet. Um, so yeah. And uh, he's kind of in the same vein as uh, another artist I'm going to talk about in a second. Ooh. Yeah. Foreshadow. 
little foreshadow. Sweet. So we'll go to you. Ian. Yeah, my number six. Okay, so I'm actually I'm looking at my list. My bottom, my ten through seven could not be more different yeah. from my six through one. Which oh is yeah, be no, you funny. have like you're s- so yeah. It's it's very different. I'm excited to <laughs> get to the other stuff. <laughs> okay, so this is the start of the kind of difference from the last. I mean, not really, but um, number six. Yeah, number six. One Republic. Oh my my. Yes. I don't know if you it, dude. This album. This is, album is rad. It's a rad album. There's some songs that I don't. I like. I definitely like more than others. Yeah. But um, the songs that I do like, I love. So yeah. The my favorite. The okay. So kids. Yes. Great. Great song. Um, wherever I go. Yep. Another great one. That yep. was a, another popular one. And then the two, the first two tracks are, um, let's hurt tonight. Yeah. And um, the future looks good. And those songs are r- awesome. Those songs are great. I recommend those ones as well. And then my favorite track on the entire album is called Heaven. It's the very last yes, song. Yes, I remember that. That song is that was is a good vibing. song. It's a great song. So, anyways, the whole album, I just love that style, kind of the Frey Coldplay kind of style. Yeah. And they did do some new stuff, which was some of it was good, some of it was bad. But yeah. overall, that those there's like those four or five songs. I think there's five songs. Right. That's half the album that right. I love. Oh so, yeah. Number six, One Republic. Yeah, no, they're also that, dope live. That that album was awesome, and I think I had kids on repeat for oh, like same. a good week. Same, yeah, it was like it two was or three like, weeks. I was like, oh man, that song, is that song was dope. awesome. Yeah, um, and that yeah, the album was really good too. I uh, One Republic definitely hit it out the park again, as they usually they do. Usually do, and that's the thing I actually discovered too is I. I, I said at the beginning, like I listened to, I listened, I had never really, I had listening to like Counting Stars right. and Apologize, but I listened right. to a lot of their old stuff and like from earlier and it's super good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Cool. All right. Moving on to my next one, which I hinted about, is this artist called Grizz. And he is the weirdest concoction of music I've ever heard, but it works. Okay. So he is jazz, rock, and EDM. I don't really know how to explain it other than that, but it's like, it was, it's crazy, man. That album is like, it's like stuff i want to party to and just rock out to that's dope there's just some good tracks on there um i found him i think a year before the album came out uh called uh the album is called um uh good times roll uh excuse me the song was called good times roll um and it was it's just this weird like it starts out super jazzy and you're like whoa this is kind of funky like i like this um and then all of a sudden it drops into this bass drop and you're like what is going on (laughs) you're like oh my gosh and it it's crazy and it's fun there's a few tracks on there where he collabs with different people like brass tracks and um uh a couple other people that were just like it was just super solid but every song is like super upbeat and like going and um there's just like it's like uh i just want to party and live on and be individual like that that was the whole thing and the the album is called uh good times will prevail or good will prevail and it was just it's just a fun album um and it's like a weird mixture of three genres but it's fun that's cool yeah that's the cool thing about edm too is that it you can kind of mix it with any genre right and it just kind of it's just like another layer yeah so that's sweet dude yeah well the weird thing about this album too is the fact that it's like usually when they mix other genres it's like a complimenting of the edm or it's like 
the EDM is the main thing, and then they complement like with a guitar or they complement with like some uh like a uh, horn section or something but no like grease goes full throttle on each genre and combines it and you're like how does this work but that's it cool. works that's cool um so like yeah it. so moving on i like that a lot all right so my number five yes <laughs> i think we <laughs> i'm can so both, excited we about can this one <laughs> <laughs> the pokemon sun and moon soundtrack yes so I, I had actually not played Pokemon for a couple years, generations, probably since coming, like right before college. I think I played senior year of high school with my right. brothers. And then I didn't play at all, all of college. Um, and so when they announced Sun and Moon as kind of like the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, yeah, I was kind of feeling nostalgic. And I was also kind of like, you know what, I may, once I hit the adult world, I may never play a handheld video game again oh that's not gonna be the case for me but <laughs> continue <laughs> you never know yeah so i was like you know what sun and moon's coming out pokemon is like the greatest handheld thing ever yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play it so me and aiden both bought it yeah and we played through it and i was just reminded of how good the music is yeah and the story the, i mean the game itself was really good but yeah this soundtrack has so i think the greatest moments are the alola region theme yes super good yeah and then like the end credits stuff was super good it's kind of like the alolian theme basically yeah. again i think the best a couple of the cities haoli city yeah i think i'm probably pronouncing that a little wrong but um and the best song on the album is battle with gladian who is like a rival that you have oh yeah that song is yeah. I mean, Aiden literally stops what he's doing when he hears aiden's my other brother yeah he stops what he's doing and just is like oh hold on hold on yeah, <laughs> and he just like takes oh, it in. Man. Anyways, that was one. Of, that's it's great. great yeah. Music. Well, I think the fact that the um, team skull, which is like the enemy antagonist team of the game, their their theme is like so. They're these goofy dudes that just walk up like strutting their stuff like uh like, and oh, the, their sick. music is just like perfect good. for that too. Yeah. And I just like I I loved the, how the music complemented it. And then uh, a one other track that was kind of interesting. One of the trials in the game uh, was had this like kind of weird ominous track. Mm. But what was what was interesting about it was they there's um it was in it's the the broken supermarket one the old the the trash supermarket oh uh-huh. uh, where you catch Mimikyu yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the weird thing about that place is that if you listen closely, especially if you listen with headphones, they take it out of ear. They take the sound out of certain ears at certain parts of the song. Mm. And you're like, wait, what? Is my game glitching out? And then it's not. And you're right. like, whoa, that's just a clever like balance of sound here. They did they did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, the they, this was great, definitely but... like one of the more experimental but more interesting soundtracks I've ever heard by Pokemon. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's number five for mm-hmm. me. That was good. Halfway point. So you can I, see the difference between the Pokemon Sun and Moon soundtrack and Kanye West's. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely like totally <laughs> unexpected. All right, so let's see here. Um, so number five. So I'm on. Oh, gr- this is hilarious. So my last artist was Grizz, and then this al- next artist is Grizz Folk. Are they related? Is Grizz no, they are not related in any way. They shape, need to or do form. an album together. They, yeah. <laughs> so what would they call it? Would they call it Grizz? Grizz squared folk. Grizz squared folk. Or that would be awesome. Double Grizz. Double Grizz. <laughs> So, uh, Grizz Folk, I found a while ago, I don't know, probably like in late, late 2014, um, they had like a, I think they had like a promotion or ad on SoundCloud or something, and I found their Indian 
it was called the Indian Sampler, and it had like three songs on there, and I loved all of them. It was like hmm. hymnals, um, uh, vagabonds, and the struggle, mm-hmm. and all three of those songs actually appear in a more remastered version um, on this new album called uh, Walk- "Waking Up the Giants." But um, I just like this album because I had followed the artist for a while and um, they were uh, just kind of this fun, adventurous, like kind of spirit to their music. Um, and I just I just like their sound and it was a solid folk album and they have some pretty good songs on there, um, particularly uh, the ones I've mentioned and uh, a couple others that I can't think of at the moment. But um, yeah, just a solid folk album if you like kind of like a blend of country and uh a little pop they're they're kind of in that in that vein are they in the how how close are they to mumford and sons um i don't i don't know they're like because some some of their they have a lot of like acoustic sounding drums and guitar a little bit of electric guitar um but i i mean i guess they're kind of like because they're under alternative but they're they're definitely they're like one of the few folk bands that I'm just like yeah these guys are good, hmm. uh, so I, I I don't know how close they I would compare them to Mumford and Sons but they were they're pretty pretty solid pretty solid yeah just a good listen so my number four is um uh another another rap album it's J Cole's For Your Eyes Only um and this is different than Chance and Kanye's. Um, albums, um, it was a lot different actually. J. Cole, he didn't have any features. It wasn't like your typical rap album with a lot of features yeah. and no, no singles. He just released the album. And I think I just appreciated the fact that he didn't do the normal thing where you release a single or two. Right. Um, he just said, this is my body of work that I've been working on. I think sound wise, there's like these string sounds and the production is consistent throughout. Yeah. And there's definitely a the- there's themes. He's telling a story, which is also super cool. But um, the songs aren't necessarily catchy, but I, I think there's just a lot of moments that are just like, it just makes you, I don't know. It was just really compelling. I think that's the right word. It's compelling lyrically. Okay. It's compelling uh, sonically. It's, it's just really good. He could have just made a couple singles and, you know, but he didn't. He wanted to tell a story, and he wanted to. There's some deep meanings behind it, and so I I really liked. I can listen to that entire album, and I don't think I can say that to any of the albums that came before this. Mm. So this is the first album for the the next four. My top four. This is number mm. four. I can listen to the entire album. Yeah, the entire album. So, yeah. J Cole, my man. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um know too much about j cole all i know is i've heard the one song that he released i don't know four years ago that was like uh the we got a good thing one that one that's the only j cole song i know i don't i i just haven't a couple singles like that i haven't really listened to a lot of j cole so um i'll have to give this guy a listen after yeah after we do this podcast definitely so yeah um you're number three Right, but I still have four. I think oh, you're I did number one four. more. Never mind. You know what? I I thought this was your number four. It's your number five. Okay. So, really so we're oh we are good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No worries. <laughs> I was like something's not right here. You're number four. Okay. I like so this. my number four uh-huh. is actually a, uh-huh. a soundtrack also. Yeah. And this is by Kyle Dixon and Michael Steen. And 
This is uh, probably the most unexpected thing because it came out with the most unexpected pop culture phenomenon of the year, which was Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Um, so they released, I think it was like 75 tracks for this entire oh, really? TV show. So it was two volumes of albums. So There's like 30 songs in each album. And both are great, so I just included them into one thing. Um, but they are... Uh, it, it. I love this soundtrack because I love, I love old 80s movies and I love, especially love old 80s soundtracks like Terminator, um, like The Thing, anything John Car- Carpenter did. Uh, but I love this album because it's like, it's very ominous and kind of creepy, but it's like still got that old like synthwave, like kind of like cheesy sound, but it like sounds good and it still kind of creeps you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's what, and I, I was looking up Kyle Dixon and Michael Steen and they really don't have any like notable works before this. Like uh, th- it was, you'd have to like kind of search for it, but these guys were like kind of everything that Stranger Things was, was like totally unexpected. And, um, uh, but it was totally unexpected and came out this year, but this, but the soundtrack, most of you will definitely know the the theme song that yeah, that one, it's just a super solid, like kind of creepy, like, you don't know what's going to happen. You're just like on the edge of your seat for the whole show. Um, I know that when is when the most recent Super Bowl happened and they released the teaser for season two, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize it was the trailer for season two until I heard this theme song and I was just like, oh my God, so much hype. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it was just an overall like solid soundtrack um, entry for the for TV this year. Yeah, and it was just different, which yeah. was cool. It wasn't like, it wasn't action-packed it wasn't like a dun 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 you know yeah. like those typical action it was just like yeah ominous yeah complimentary yeah it was good yeah well and it's and well the too. interesting thing is about a lot of tv shows right now don't have like soundtracks that you're like what but this is like the first show in a while where you're like you know the theme song and you know like some of the tracks like um this felt like th- this felt like that so yeah all right, okay. your number three. My number three. You probably don't know this. This is my maybe one obscure mm-hmm. um, Dream Theater, mm-hmm. The Astonishing. So Dream Theater is a progressive rock band okay. that my dad turned me on to when I was like seven years old. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we went to a concert when I was like seven or eight. I yeah. slept through like half of it because I just couldn't. I was young and couldn't appreciate it. Yeah. But this is really my favorite band of all time just because they they're musician wise they're the greatest musicians i've ever seen yeah um they're super super talented they they do rock they do comp- progressive rock music is like really complicated it's basically like if you took classical music yeah and just rockified it basically yeah. is how so it's like the time signatures are just crazy so oh, as really? a musician i just like listen to it and i'm just like i could never play this you just appreciate they're the only the, yeah yeah this talent and just the musicianship behind it all and the songs are good too like their melodies are simple their melodies aren't complicated but right and so there so the the astonishing is an album that came out this year and it's actually kind of fun because me and my dad got to go see them perform it live oh that's awesome and they performed the album is so long it's 30 something tracks two parts it's a concept album when was the when did they release the like how long had they been working on this album I think a couple years because okay. they had released their last album in 2014. Yeah, and this came out 2016. Songs is a lot. But I think he had been working on the story. So the story is just like a, 
it's like his he combined it's almost like stranger things where they yeah. combined star wars yeah. and fantasy and yeah. he made this dystopian basically it's just concept album so it tells yeah. it's a narrative it's it's literally like oh, if you read awesome. a book it'd i love be like that if, kind of stuff like lord of the rings if someone just wrote a musical for lord of the rings that's oh, basically wow. what they did with their own idea and uh so the album's super long it's just the genius of that just to have different themes for different characters and then yeah to tell the story and then have a climax and to have all these great musical moments me and my dad both are have it took us a little while we were like oh man this is so long and, yeah but once you finish it and you You're like, like oh my you gosh. see it live because yeah. for live performance they just played the whole album start to finish that's crazy so it was just a cool that's just a great I, it's my favorite band and the album was super good you i appreciated it i loved listening to it yeah dream theater well i definitely will definitely give them a listen like right after this podcast is done um so let's see here um that sounds exciting i uh really want to listen to them you might not like them because i don't i don't you might i mean it's definitely different i like weird stuff so yeah yeah you may it's just something to put on in the background maybe or something yeah so all right so um i'm gonna let you I'm gonna go two two of them two albums right now, so you we can do your uh, last two because I want to comment on both your last two. Um, but uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, my next one is this weird obscure EDM group or guy called Karma Fields, mm-hmm. uh, and he dropped his first album this year called New Age Dark Age, and prior to this he had only released two singles. This guy's never done anything before this. Like, huh. there's there's no Karma Fields or anything. I don't, I don't know if he goes by a different name or anything prior to this, but as far as I can find, there's nothing Karma Fields related besides the two singles he released prior to this album. Um, and this is a weird album, but it's like... I was following Karma Fields because their first song that they ever released was um, Build the Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this weird, like kind of electronic but like i don't really know how to explain it but like the intro is different and it's like he's very pastiche in his music because it's like it goes through very very different cycles inside each song um but yeah like every song has like kind of this weird like dark sounding um just strange sound but it works and it's like dark sounding but it gets you like kind of pumped up in a weird way Hmm. Hmm. um they also something that was kind of interesting is every song that karma feels has released um has this like visualizer exclusively made for it um so they released a whole visual album for this um with these weird black and white like geometric visuals Mm. um and i don't it it was super cool to watch that um and listen to the album at the same time um but it's the first album in a long time that just sounded new and original like they're like edm is a weird genre because a lot of the stuff you hear in EDM popular wise, it just sounds very similar. Cause that's, it's just what right, works. Right. Um, but this album, like, I don't think it'll ever be popular, but it's like super weird and crazy. Um, I know that for his concerts, he does this like transparent projection hexagon that he's inside huh. and like the visuals play around him uh. and it's super weird and trippy. There's a video called the, um, called karma fields the hex it's like a 13 minute video and it's like a preview for his concert um and it it was super cool to watch that and it's just like 
these like transparent like sheet looking things that are just projecting on the thing and it's super weird and trippy that's cool um but yeah karma fields is like a weird artist not everyone's gonna like him but i like love him for some reason hey that's it's just cool that he did i love the visual when when artists do the visual thing too yeah it just shows you like the vision they have for when they're when they're making sounds but yeah. they i mean sounds they're they're they you know are directly linked to emotion and they're directly linked to visuals that's yeah. why they work so well in like movies and there's yeah music videos and stuff like that so that's yeah. awesome that sounds cool uh all right so let's see here okay so my next one is uh both of these uh these next karma fields and these next two are on the monster cat uh label which is probably my favorite le- record label uh, because they don't present themselves as an average record label. They present themselves as, like, they almost feel like an artist themselves, even though they're the record label that are holding all these artists. But oh. it's just, like, how they present themselves and on social media and stuff is very, like, family and inviting, and it's very cool. Um, but this next one is uh, this artist known as Haywire. Mm. And he released, at towards the beginning of this year, he released this, uh, uh, 2016, he released this EP called Twofold. Um, no, excuse me, it wasn't an EP; it was an LP. Uh, but it was he Twofold Part Two, and it was this. Um, was there a part one? There was a part one in oh, 2014, okay. but it was a while uh, ago. Okay. Uh, so he released the second part uh, this last year, and it was um, both of them had this idea of duality. The first one was uh, nature surrounding technology. But this one was technology and man-made stuff surrounding nature. Um, and it's in the album cover. It's got this, like, uh, city. But in the middle of the city, there's this tree surrounding by this, like, blue orb thing. Um, and it looks... It's kind of a weird, interesting idea of duality. And this whole EP... Um, I loved it. And I love this whenever an album does this. Is when each song leads into the next. Um and it's just like, whoa, you, you didn't even realize that the song transitioned. And you're like, this sounds different. Uh, but it, it transitioned on its own because the the end of one song tails into the next one. Um, and then there's a couple, there's like one or two parts in the, zo- in the album that's just like spoken word with some beats and sound behind it. Um, and that kind of adds to the narrative and the idea of the duality idea. Mm. Um but and it's just kind of complimenting not usually when you hear like spoken words sometimes in albums it's like jarring and weird and you're like why mm-hmm. is this here mm-hmm. but this is kind of it was kind of a cool complimenting factor into this ep that i really or lp I, I don't know why i keep saying ep there's only a few songs on it so i like get it confused easily mm-hmm. but yeah um definitely a good listen the opening uh the opening two songs i am me i am you is a fantastic opening and then endlessly the en- last song is great as well interesting so yeah the artists are awesome because they just think of this stuff like he was probably just you know sitting in his house thinking about the duality between or yeah. the, you know yeah. nature and technology and he's like i'm gonna write some music to that yeah that's cool man yeah i like that so i'll let you go for your okay my last two your last your last one okay. and then we're gonna do your last one last because okay. i i yes. want to talk about it too yes it's a great one. that's a good that's a good one to add on for yeah. the year 2016 yeah. to think about it. okay so my number two is i, I mean arguably um, this might be my favorite i mean over yeah. dream theater this might be my favorite band ever Coldplay. play yep. um my favorite song of all time fix you 
which they played at the concert. Me and my brothers yeah. actually went to a concert. So my number two and three, I actually got to go see them live, which is maybe another reason why they're. Anyways, they had an album this year, A Head Full of Dreams. Yep. And um, it, the album is awesome. Yeah. And, it, and you can even better appreciate it if you listened or or just heard or even saw the album cover of the yeah. album before this ghost stories yeah because the album cover is just black yeah dark yeah. the whole album is dark and sad yeah. because the singer chris martin was going through a divorce and mm. a lot of crazy stuff and then yeah. it's just it's kind of cool to just see that come around because then for this album which came i think maybe a year and a half two years after pretty soon after yeah that's the response right? and at first you're sad you know, if you, you you're sad when something traumatic happens to you, but then eventually you just try to see the positive light of it yeah. and try to make the most of it. And so then the next album cover is just rainbow, psychedelic, oh, yeah. no, crazy. It's crazy. Visually, it just has a ton going, and the whole theme of the album you can just see that color yeah. splashed around in all the songs and all the different. Um, anyway, I so I, I it's really upbeat and it's, it has some stereotypical Coldplay moments, but also yeah. just takes it in a new avenue that I thought was yeah. really cool. Him for the weekend with Beyonce yeah. randomly on the track. That was dope. Yeah. Adventure of a Lifetime is a great that track. That was the opening track. It was like a perfect, perfect opener for an album. Yeah. Well, yeah. Him for the weekend? Well, no. I think, uh, oh, Adventure of Adventure Lifetime. Adventure of Lifetime, yeah. 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 That was a great song. Uh, I think with. I think A Head Full of Dreams actually yeah. might have been right before it, but, but the, the two in tandem. Yeah. There was a... Yeah, anyway, I don't forget what... But yeah. there's also some great... The other song, like um, Amazing Day... This is another one. I could listen to this whole this whole album. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Solid album. Tons of great moments. Coldplay is great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other song. Oh, Everglow. Yeah. It's a good song. So, anyways, Coldplay, yeah. Head Full of Dreams, number yeah. two. Fantastic, fantastic album. You're on your number one. How I'm on my feel? number one. Uh, well, this one is awesome because I, lo- I love this EP. Um, and this is an artist who I kind of – he's also on Monster Cat um, – He's interesting because he something that he does is usually he'll release the track. He won't he won't release the track. He'll finish the track, and then for the album artwork people, he will be in constant communication with them. And then with um, this one in particular, he the uh, artist that released the 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 artist that drew the album artwork. It's all very like hand painted. It looks like an oil painting kind of thing. Um, he would change parts of the track to incorporate how the album artwork looks. And that's like that. Usually you don't hear about that. Usually the album artwork is post the whole album being finished and all this stuff. Like, right. but no, he puppet, like he, whenever he sees the thing, he changes it and he's like, this is needs to go with this. Like, this is perfect. Uh, that's um, cool. He even did it with his most recent EP fear is fleeting. Um, but the, uh, this one is Puppet's soft-spoken EP, and it, I loved this album so much uh, because it was... I, d- I don't think I've ever f- heard an album that sounds like a season more mm. than this. Mm. It just feels like you're in a wintry storm. Hey. Uh, sometimes the songs are dark and like cold, and you can feel like it gives you chills, and you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a storm right now. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like heart pounding. There's some songs that are heart pounding and there's some songs that are like super ambient and it's like, you can see across like the mountains and stuff like puppet soft spoken EP is probably the most solid uh, album I, I heard this year because 
of the way it made me feel and yep. and all that's, the that's, emotion behind it, it considering it had very few lyrics in the songs and it was mainly electronic music yeah so it was all like it was all like this weird flutes and like uh like just it felt like you were in a snowstorm and it, mm. it's amazing um i don't really know how to describe it other than that but you described like, it pretty well it that is was pretty vivid that is i mean when you can call upon images when yeah. you listen to everyone and people have different images when they listen to songs yeah but i think you nailed it on the head even our top if you look at our top 10 list the 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 way you formulate a top 10 list yeah. is like hmm, how did this album make me feel yeah and this one made you feel the most emotion. Yeah. The widest range. The yeah. best. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I've listened to this EP probably a thousand times. Like it's, I, yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. That's sweet. So we will move on to your this last, last one. Album, the last yeah. album, which I think we, 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 we can both comment on this one as yeah. well. And I think a lot of the same descriptions that you used for yours, yeah. I can use for mine as well. For it's sure. the La La Land soundtrack. Yep. Um, composed by Justin Hurwitz. And I think lyrics were done by a tandem of two people, but I don't know their names right. offhand. Um, and then uh, that movie was directed by Damien Chazelle. And I, I love that movie. You have the, to like musicals such a good movie. to love the movie, but it's it's definitely... <sighs> Not even. like I know people that have seen this movie that aren't musical people it. and just love this movie. Yeah, I guess that... Yeah, it's no, it's good. It's good. I... I I must um, before I talk about the music part of it, just in general, like movie wise, I've been debating in my head. I mean, Sound of Music, I grew up with yeah. Mary Poppins, yeah, Music Man, but dude, it, it might top them. Yeah, for me. no, this was well, this is just such a solid story because it's yeah, like the story was great. It was not only is it like a good love story, but it like it it felt real because yep. um like you and me, we're 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 big in our art and stuff, and mm-hmm. we we love to dream about this sort of thing. So to have like a musical that really, really captures it. Um, and our love for people and our love for our art is like, it's just, this is like probably the closest thing you'll get to it. Yeah. Um, it was great. The mood, the story movie, and then put on top of the fact that even if the music was adequate, the movie would still be good. But then the music, the music was phenomenal. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it had to grow on me a little bit, but I think every good album that every album that I've grown to love, mm-hmm. it, I had to grow to love it. Yeah, it was not like I listened to it and was like, "Oh, this is dope. I'm gonna yeah. love this forever." It's like you have to kind of mull it over yeah. and like internalize it. So like La La Land, every song I've listened to this probably a thousand. I mean, yeah, it came out. I probably started listening to it last month because yeah. that's when it came out. Yeah, you know, January or December or right. whatever. And it's I probably listened to it more than all the other albums right that, that are on my list. Yeah, and it's only been it's been like a a twelfth of the time. Oh yeah. Um, favorite. I mean, the theme. Me yeah. and Sebastian's theme is super yeah. good. I can sing along to all pretty much all the songs. Yeah. All the songs. I know all the words to all the songs. Um, I it, I rarely tear. I think when I the one of the first times I ever listened to Fix You, mm-hmm. I think I teared up. Probably mm-hmm. music rarely does that. I don't really cry listening to music, but when I um in the audition song yeah. where it's just Emma Stone and a, and a piano. Oh man. I, when she, it's, and it's a specific part. I, if I'm in the right state, I will, I will tear up just listening to that yeah. combination of sound and mill. It's the, so bring on the ripples, yeah. the ripples from pebbles, the painters and poets oh. and fans, something like that. Yeah. And just the, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, yeah, it's just, Oh, like you said, yeah. That's why the feeling thing it made that the La La Land soundtrack made me feel more than 
maybe all the other ones on my list almost yeah. combined. Maybe not, but well, that's my number one, man. Yeah, the um the thing I uh there were so many aspects of the film that were great, but I'm gonna save that for a later podcast. Um and this uh yeah, this album was just fantastic. And very it's interesting to me how a lot of musicals, at least for me in my perspective, is when I'm listening to musicals, I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm not really listening to the instruments. Oh, too interesting. Much. Interesting. This this musical was a great like it felt like the instruments weren't complementing it. It felt like they were working together mm-hmm. instead of instead of instruments just complementing the lyrics. Like this movie is like there's songs that are just instruments and there's songs that are um that are all that that are singing and it's just like a perfect combination of that too. Um I just I love the 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 sound of the voices and all this stuff and I love how they incorporated everything. It was just it was a fantastic, fantastic soundtrack for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, super good. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of other um moments that I really, really liked. I like every the instrumental after um, uh, it's the song uh, a lovely night yeah um, after they sing there's the part where they dance they're like tap dancing on that yeah hill. and the instrumental part after that if you really listen to, it's like it's super good yeah and I don't know if you I, I listen to more more of the instrumental which is interesting that you said you right. listen more of the lyrics well when it, just for musicals but okay that's musicals. not not typically for most okay music. okay yeah. The he sprinkles I don't know if you remember when he's playing uh Sebastian who's played by Ryan yeah. Gosling is playing piano at his sister's engagement party. Yes. He's playing uh um what's that? Someone in the crowd. Yeah. But so he so throughout the movie he'll like they'll sing the main song and then, and then they'll spice you'll hear, it in. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear you'll be like, Wait a minute, that's what a lovely night like the yeah. jazz, you know when they're yeah. like, singing jazz right before he meets john legend yeah the little piano da, 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 he, it's um what a lovely night yeah but just jazzed up yeah so just the whole ma- musically all the arrangements was super inspiring oh for sure the planetarium part yes that whole thing yeah. was awesome mm-hmm. and i think my favorite like track that is on the album is the i think they call it ending and mm-hmm. it's just when they show the montage. Not, to, I, I guess, if people haven't seen, it, I won't spoil it. But the ending, like yeah. seven minutes, is just yeah. they just go through all the songs that have been. Yeah. Anyway, I could talk for hours about. Yeah, La no, La it's it's a Super great, great um, album and great soundtrack. Uh, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't listened to the album, uh, just go out and do it now, cause like, <laughs> you're you're missing out, man. I this would watch the movie first. Uh yeah, and, and then listen. But maybe, uh, but still, listen. like if yeah, if you've whatever. only seen the movie, like take some time to listen to the the um album as well, because it's like it'll grow on. It yeah. will it will definitely make it'll make the movie you'll like the movie more because of the yeah. soundtrack. Oh yeah, no so, same yeah yeah. Cool. So I well, think that's our that, top ten list. Yeah, I think that wraps up this this podcast. Um, any any like parting words you want to say, Ian? <clears throat> well, I uh, look, before thank I you plug for you. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't have to plug me. Thank, thank you for having me on uh, on your show. Yeah, the podcast. Well, I haven't done this in a while, and I and I was just like, I was itching at the seams. I'm like, we need to do a yeah. EP, we need to do a podcast a episode discussion. soon. No, it's good to think uh, about yeah, yeah, what what your favorite albums are. I think uh, 2016 was a good year for music. It's it's interesting. I was 
it's worth mentioning that a lot, I, I, like I said, a lot of the stuff I listened to is in years past. I think yeah. well, actually a lot of the stuff I listened to was from the year right before 2015. Yeah. So just to shout those people out, because I'm still Kendrick Lamar's album came out then I think, or maybe yeah. it was 2014, and then Justin Bieber. Yeah. Purpose was pretty well produced. Sterlix yeah. did it. I think you could. Pre- um, and then Adele had. I think her album came out this year. Yeah, actually, 25 but, came out this year. Um, so there's some great other music that didn't make my list that yeah. i still am listening to a lot and i listen to a lot like the force awakens soundtrack probably oh, yeah. would have made it if yeah. it wasn't but we'll have to do this every year because it's super fun and yeah. i think the last closing remarks i'll make it, i think what doing this and thinking about the art form of music and yeah everything does is it makes you appreciate the thought and creative energy that these artists put into it yeah and the time it takes and um especially when you were saying incorporating the visual aspects and yeah. stuff it's just art and it's just it's just cool to explore and yeah so it's fun to explore it with you my friend yeah well thanks for coming by um so for those of you who want to uh look up ian a little bit more he has a youtube channel where he posts some of his music uh the music video that i uh directed and produced for ian is there it's um it's a good one um, i like it but uh yeah i would um check this guy out he makes some good some good music he also does soundtracking for various different things Um, this is true yeah so uh i'm glad we talked on soundtracks a little bit because he 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 does how to he he knows how to do some sound i tell you about that disney thing i'm doing too yeah not for it is not official but my friend is really into yeah so scoring stuff too i just love music yeah heck if if you yeah i love collaborating with people too that's why i wanted to do the video with you i always have my friend alec do art for And I have actually, I'm I'm gonna be uh, directing, producing, editing, and writing uh, a music video. Oh, um, that's cool. Coming out, I guess by the end of the year, but probably, hopefully, sooner than that too. That'll. I am so excited for that. For that. Dude, yeah. Please tell me more. I will. When, <laughs> when you get some more, when you get some more planning, I, w- I want to hear about this. I could tell. It's uh, the song is. Yeah, I'll just I'll just drop it. It'll be a surprise drop. Yeah, no, that'll be. I'm excited for that. <laughs> awesome. It's a cover. Yeah. All right. That's cool. All um. All right. Well, in in the in the spirit of that, let's just uh, well, let's wrap this up, and um, we will see you next time. Uh, hopefully to talk about the top movies of 2016. Um, with a, a good friend of mine, another good friend of mine, uh, who is a big movie fan, just like me. So yeah, see you guys next time.